0: Merry
1: Christmas! (laughs) Yo, yo, yo! We're here for disappearances of children and fire. Fire on Christmas is probably the worst thing that could happen.
0: Hello and welcome back to Conspiracy (laughs) What? Can we all stop clinking glasses? <laughs> People are going to think we're having a rager. Hi, I'm Allie. That's Cameron. I'm in studio today. Yay! <laughs> we, <laughs> we can, can have call good this sound quality. <laughs> That's Jen. She did episodes with us before. Welcome back. Thanks. We talk about lots of death. Fortunately, this time,
1: we don't know if there was death. What happened on Christmas Eve, 1945? Well. Fayetteville, West Virginia. Well. Well. It was probably Mothman, Aliens,
0: aliens, or any of the 50 different cryptids in the area. Mm -hmm. That's a different podcast. I mean, it's not a different (sighs) podcast. It's a different episode. Anyway, there was a fire that destroyed the Solder family house containing
1: two parents and nine children. We're talking about the disappearance of the Solder children.
2: Yeah, it's a bit different than anything we've done because I don't think we've really done a disappearance before.
1: Yeah, this is real, like, true crime.
0: Yeah. It's just unsolved, which we, I think the closest thing, the closest thing that we did was the D at love pass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, but there's no one that disappears in that.
0: No, they're all
1: just horrifically dead. A tongue
2: tongue disappears. That disappears. And someone's eye.
1: So there were two parents, nine children in the house when it caught fire. I thought all
2: 10 children were in the house.
1: No. No one was away in the war. See,
2: I heard that he had... See, that's what I had heard on some places. And then I heard other places that he had actually been back from well, the war. And that was his first time the from house. the war. Okay. That's just what I had heard.
1: He may have been in West Virginia, but he was not in the house as far as we know. Yes. Maybe he was hiding in the walls, though.
2: Or maybe he's the one that did it. That's true. Bum-bum!
1: So, the Solder family... The So, let a little background. George Sauter emigrated to the United States from Italy. Italy. (laughs) Italy. And his wife, Jenny, was also Italian. George emigrated when he was 13. I feel like it said he was alone and he found someone to claim he was brothers so that he could get through passage at Ellis Island. Yeah. And he... It's very... I wouldn't say mysterious he just would never speak about his life in italy or and why he left and how why he chose to emigrate alone
2: i heard two things there so one story that i heard there's going to be a lot of inconsistencies here that's what i'm noticing mm-hmm. uh one story that i heard is his brother did legitimately bring him over his actual brother okay and then when they got to ellis island and george got through his brother went back His brother never intended on staying. But then there is the other story of it wasn't his brother.
1: And he just got pushed
2: through. But George was very mysterious in general.
1: True story. Um, Okay, so George and Jenny go on to have ten children. Holy shit. That's a lot. But that's the way they did it back then. (laughs) So I never found the names of any of the other children. The oldest child... Did serve in World War II. It is undocumented, really, if he was still overseas or if he had been if he had been home. But he was not in the house at the time of the fire. Their nine younger children were there, and um, I think the oldest in that case
0: was 19. Right. There was the oldest sister. Her name also started with an M.
1: I think it was Marion. Yeah. And. It is believed that five of the children perished in the fire. So let's dive right in to the story, the story of the fire.
2: I thought you were going to say let's die. And I was going to be like, that's such poor taste. Let's just pass
1: away. <laughs> <laughs> so it. I heard that the children were playing with toys and they were kind of um, just allowed to stay up late and so the mom, Jenny, went to bed, leaving the five children um in the front room. Right. They could stay up late as long as they put the cows away. And yeah. the funny thing when the episode the dollop did about this, they were like, But what happened to the cows? No, that's <laughs> Never. That's what I want to know. I put that <laughs> in the conclusions.
0: Were the cows ever put away? <laughs> who, who put the cows away?
2: I read one instance that Jenny said that they weren't. Okay. But she didn't go outside to Those fix mother it. Those motherfucking kids. It. So.
1: Yeah. Kids yeah. don't listen. Even in 1945. So. Jenny goes to bed. Yep. Then what happens? Well,
0: after she, after the phone rings at 1230, she wakes up. Um. And the phone call I heard was, um, it was like some woman who was calling, asking for a person that wasn't there. And there was like a lot of noise in the background, like clinking glasses and people talking and like, she was like, oh, there's a party. Maybe this person's drunk and called the wrong number. Right? So Mm -hmm. she just said, and then I saw somewhere else that um, Jenny was quoted saying that this woman
1: had a weird laugh when, She was told that she had the wrong number. We're going to go around the table, and each one of us is going to give our best what we think the woman's laugh sounded like. Okay. Okay, I'll go first. (laughs) (laughs) Cam, you're next. (laughs) Okay, Allie, your turn. camera didn't do it. That was Robert.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This episode's special guest starring Robert without his knowledge.
0: <laughs> Cameron, please do your rendition. <laughs> All
2: right, you guys are ridiculous. Um, All right, well yeah, That's so what the laugh
0: sounded like. That's anyway, pretty I wasn't consistent. done describing this.
2: That is pretty consistent. I just want to say the laugh is consistent.
0: Mm-hmm. What I, mean, laugh? I saw
2: that described everywhere. Okay. Yeah.
0: I only saw it in one place. So I guess I just didn't look at enough things. But yeah, there was a weird laugh. But like, if the person was drunk, they could have just been drunk, yeah, and laughing. Who knows? I think
1: the stranger thing about this phone call we'll kind of talk about later. Yeah, okay, and ahead. so
0: this wakes Jenny up, and so then she sees that the children, what she thinks is the children, have gone to bed, and they left all the lights on, and they didn't close the curtains, and they didn't do anything because that she told children she are useless. Yes, so they didn't do anything. So she got up and she did it all for them, and she went back to bed. Right.
2: Right real quick with the phone call though what? like i i did see it kind of blown off as like it could just be a drunk woman calling mm-hmm. this is 1945 you cannot butt dial someone unless <laughs> and <it>, and <laughs> well, like, you, you are sitting well, incorrectly on the phone i'm not trying to <laughs> the
1: operator the operator who was moving the wires around accidentally
2: did they know. have the dial phones yet like do you have to sit on the particular i
1: don't know let me call my mom Just kidding. (laughs) She wasn't born then.
2: (laughs) Sorry, man. But this, but that's one thing that I did see people consistently blow off. Like, oh, she just drunk dialed. This is not. This is not 2010. Yeah, I guess this is 1945. You cannot drunk dial someone. You have to go through the operator. You have to know the person's name. You have to know where they live. But
1: weren't the phone numbers like? Five two one and five two three for I've, each household. I room. thought at Maybe this time you still digits. had
2: to go through the operator. You do. And you well, that's have part the of the problem name. later. But I thought you'd have the name. That's the anyway. biggest thing.
1: Okay, so
0: that happens. Yeah. And then at one a.m. she's awoken again. This poor woman. It's woken up every thirty minutes or Can so. Can we just
1: get some sleep?
0: <laughs> I mean, she's already got a baby in the room, so supposedly. Probably... That's the worst. Um, but she's woken up by a loud bang on. The roof, and then a sound that sounds like something rolling down.
1: And here's where I have a problem with Jenny. Who the fuck hears that and doesn't go look for shit? Right? Cam.
2: We have raccoons on our roof every day. Okay, well, that's different. Okay. No, it's not different. In the middle of nowhere. You can still get animals on your roof, though. Okay, but I've never heard a loud bang and
0: rolling. I would think somebody chucked a raccoon at the roof then. (laughs) One time I heard a... Those
1: goddamn rolling raccoons are back. (laughs) No, one time we
2: did have a rolling because I remember my first thought was the raccoon dropped something. Because I heard a bang, I heard it tumble, and then I heard raccoons screaming. That's true.
1: That's true. A raccoon could have easily dropped a glass bottle. I'm just saying, if you live out kind of in the middle of nowhere and you hear that shit i'm just saying it's odd to not get up and investigate i I gather that this is something that she doesn't normally
0: hear you know so like if it's mentioned in
1: every source we've looked at i would think it is suspicious behavior that she didn't go check holy
2: shit i just figured out the whole mystery i'm sorry continue continue i
1: just are you gonna say that a raccoon stole the children nope okay save your theories what happened later
0: well after 1 a.m after she hears the suspicious thing and thinks okay i'm gonna gonna go back to bed she does that and then at 1 30 she's woken up by the smell of smoke and it's at that point that she realizes that the house is on fire
1: now here's where the creepy shit about the phone comes in and a lot of other discrepancies (laughs) yeah True story. So she tries to call for help, and, but the phone is dead. So it appears the phone lines have been cut. So one hour, 1230 a.m., get the weird phone call. 130 a.m., phone is dead, lines have been cut.
0: Oh, I never made that connection. That's There's weird.
1: There's <laughs> um, So she wakes people up. They skedaddle out of the house. Yes, Cameron.
2: I just realized we're actually not there. Uh, whatever. George says he tries to call the firefighters at some point, right?
1: One of the kids runs to the neighbor's house,
2: but they also tried to use the phone in the house because yeah. the phone line was dead. Yeah, in the middle of a fire, you pick <laughs> up the phone.
1: Hold on, please. I've got to make a call. <laughs> that just sounds the operator.
2: really weird to me because it's the story is like they rushed out of the house, but yeah, while everyone's yeah. rushing, George stops. Like, hi, fire leaves. True. But he can't get... True, true. He'd have to wait for the operator. I. It's weird. Anyway.
1: Yeah, that is weird. You're right. <laughs>
2: hmm?
1: Sorry, your soda was squeaking. My soda was hissing. <laughs> I was like, is my computer going to blow up? <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, Dude. yeah, they get out of the house. So, it's George, Jenny, the baby was in their room, and there are three other younger youngest children. And... Right? No. Wait... No, no, no. No, that's, that's the not three right. oldest. Sorry. Three because, oldest. Because the five youngest are the ones that are gone. Yeah. I was like, because, yeah, the five, the oldest ones tried it. Anyway, yeah, so like, I'm sorry. I promise I researched um, the the baby and the three oldest. One of them runs to the nearest house to call the fire department. Mm-hmm. While George is thinking he will use the ladder to climb up to the, all right, I've heard different things. Attic or top floor of the house where the five children lo- slept.
2: It could be an attic. Yeah. I so mean, it, yeah, it could just be people using different terms for the same thing.
0: I heard on one thing that this is the kind of house where it's like one and a half oh, stories. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like maybe people kind of looked at it as it's a one story house with an attic oh yeah that had bedrooms that's possible it's not really it wasn't really a crawl space from what I read but it was just, it was like two bedrooms but it was like most of the house was the first story and then you had like a couple bedrooms up top yeah so like maybe some people think it's the attic but it's just whatever the second story is I think it's the general it's, consensus uh, oh. but like yeah yeah they needed a
1: ladder to get there <laughs> um so the ladder is missing
0: the it's ladder that
1: normally leans against the side of the house is gone.
0: Yeah. And so then he thinks, like, maybe, um, like, if you start the car, like, the trucks that he has, he can pull them up to the window, get on top of the truck, and, like, get him out from the window. Right. But th- then the trucks won't start. He has two. Plural. Neither of them will start.
2: Two is plural.
0: Two yeah. as in two.
2: <laughs> two is <as> in
0: <laughs> two. one and one. And yes. neither will start.
2: The the five kids upstairs are, uh, and the people in question, are Betty, Jenny, Louis, or Louie, Martha, and Maurice. And they are 5, 8, 9, 12, and 14, respectively.
0: Yes. Okay. And yes. Nothing is happening. They're not getting out. And at this point, I think it's kind of just the
1: firefighters are not coming. Yes. Because the fire chief is an incompetent moron. <laughs> that was my favorite thing when I,
0: I I, read is apparently, allegedly, the fire chief did not know how to drive a fire truck. That's one reason. And also they were supposedly short staffed so they didn't have anybody. Oh, it was basically yeah, a bunch Christmas of... Eve. It was basically a bunch of excuses, really, because Mm -hmm. the fact here is that the fire station was actually only two fucking miles away from the house.
2: Yeah. Now, again, it's two miles in 1945, which is a difference than two miles now.
0: But it's still not.
2: It's a huge difference.
0: Okay, but it's not that much of a difference.
2: But it's a big difference when they had no phones to be able to get in contact with the fire department.
1: But that's then they what did makes, get in touch with the fire
2: department they said someone finally went the two miles and got in touch with them oh, by see. the time you drive the two miles after trying out multiple phones you get in ch- touch with the fire chief by that point the house is already burned
1: well and that's that's yeah so the house probably just pure good old-fashioned timber yep burned yep. to the ground in forty five minutes yes the whole but, thing
2: but that's why this is the only thing i'll defend the firefighters on that is in theory why it took them so long to get there mm-hmm. because it no longer became something that was in progress yeah mm-hmm. but did we
0: mention the part where apparently when people were calling no operators would pick up either
2: that is a problem though so in the middle of calling or in the middle of the fire they did try and call and they couldn't get in touch with any operators
0: which is weird
2: Yes. The yeah. only thing that that makes me wonder, though, is whether or not the phone lines that were cut were actually cut back far enough to cut the two houses that were by them as well.
1: Possibly. Because yes.
2: again, with the you have to, like you have to consider how this would have been set up in 1945. You have very specific lines running from homes, which means it's very easy to fuck up everyone's home in the area. I
1: should have looked up a diagram of how phone lines were run in 1945. Yeah. <laughs>
2: There's a lot more to it than just, like, that is one thing like people kept, like, blowing off that. Like, they couldn't get the operator, but there could be a reason why they
1: couldn't get I the mean, operator. I mean, a lot of this has to do with the fact it happened in 1945. That, mm-hmm. That's a huge issue A lot issue of the here. errors yeah. and the judgment calls, yeah. Yeah, that's a big problem. So, so they do get there. The fire chief. By and, 8 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> at least the fire later. chief and one or two other firemen, I think, they show up at 8 a.m., for no reason. Yeah. Because that shit is ash.
2: Like an empty bucket, I guess.
1: <laughs> like, oh, we're here. <laughs> so they, they're like, well, while we're here, let's search for the children who perished.
0: And they don't find anything.
1: So there are no,
0: like, there are no bones or any kind of remains found in the house at all. And so, like, their first notion is just that they were totally cremated
1: and that's it. And the fire chief's like, well, that's my professional opinion. And that's, yeah.
0: And it was the fire chief that said it. It wasn't like a coroner or an investigator or anybody. It was the guy who puts out the fires who said,
1: yep, the bodies are gone. Which granted, I mean, it would be something easy, I think, to write off. Because they they didn't have the science. They were just like, there was a fire and five children died.
2: They did have the science, though. That's what bothers me. They had people who worked in cremation, like they knew well, what yeah. temperatures you needed to burn through bones. Uh, the, and I would think the fire chief would know that. But again, <clears> 1945, small town.
1: You can't
0: just say everything is 1945's fault.
2: You can, though. Because there's <laughs> a lot of this. The only thing you really can say is 1945's fault is the butt dialing woman, which is a weird one.
1: Well, and George kind of was willing to take the fire chief's word, right? He was like, well, okay you said it it must be true
2: bye children <laughs> but,
1: good well, okay well that's not what happened no it's not what happened no um but um they the the people in the immediate vicinity thought that the bones would have burned up yeah Which is not how that works. For the first
2: couple moments, basically. For, like, the first day or couple days, that's kind of how that worked.
0: So let's finish off just these few things that we know. And then, so, like, a few days later, they were issued five death certificates. So it was kind of just official that they were dead. Um, And then George covered up the site. Um, I think it was just the basement at this point with Mm -hmm. foundation and cement. And it was kind of like just a memorial site to his children. Because at that point, they thought... Oh, they're burned here. We're burying them basically in our own way. Right? So, yeah. Um, aliens. That's in the outline. It could
1: huh. have been aliens. Huh, Cameron? Aliens
2: must have put that in our outline. <laughs> Weird.
1: The five children could have been abducted by aliens before the fire started. And but then the they dropped brain, fireballs. Right through the door, the window. Like, just... Because that's how they do... Mm.
2: I mean,
0: did the aliens start the fire too?
2: See, that's the thing, though. Maybe, maybe defunct tractor beam gets too hot. Yeah, lifts the children up. Right, the sound that the mom heard was actually it like messes up at one point, flickers, drops one of the children, Mm -hmm. hits the roof. (laughs) They got to go down and pick up that one. (laughs) and then it's like
1: one of those claw games
2: and then they're like turn it back on turn it back on and then it just sets the whole house on fire
1: shit get out of here
2: (laughs) first days at work are rough guys
0: (laughs) okay so first theories they're out um so directly after this we have eyewitness claims um start popping up as we do with most things how reliable they are we don't know Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it's hard to say whether or not somebody wanted to be like oh yeah I saw them put me on the news or maybe somebody
1: legitimately wanted to help but
2: this was 1945 you don't really get on the news you also don't
1: help people in 1945 Okay, so 1945 sounds like a horrible (laughs) fucking place (laughs) it was the worst year ever
2: (laughs) Uh, it was pretty terrible it was a world war going on
1: it Not probably a was a pretty good year eventually because, never mind. Um,
2: but yeah, the, there were quite a few claims that the children had been seen. There's There's two very important things that are mentioned, which is, one, the absence of eyewitness evidence of the children at all during the fire.
0: Yeah. Which yeah. is
2: they weren't upstairs. No one saw them screaming or anything. And they wouldn't have died of smoke inhalation immediately. No. They would have had to been screaming at some point. I
0: saw something that was like, well, children can be heavy sleepers. Like, maybe they just didn't wake up. And I'm like, all five of them didn't hear everybody
1: screaming. uh, Also,
2: mm -hmm. most cases where the children don't wake up in the fires that have happened throughout history usually are due to the fact that someone strangles them beforehand they rarely die of smoke inhalation before realizing the flames which themselves. is an
1: interesting which is a definitely plausible theory except the lack of remains yeah in there's the right
2: that's another problem is the absence of remains
1: except for the two weird things they find at the site yes which is so they find they end up finding some bones right that were placed there after the fire for some unknown reason possibly placed there after the fire
0: I didn't I didn't even read the eyewitness claims oh
2: well let me just because we have it higher up the eyewitness thing uh, it's important because it ends up leading George on like this which we'll talk about more and more about but on like this whole journey of trying to find his children pretty much forever Mm -hmm. Um, and what that begins with is him consistently (laughs) investigating the rubble he does this over and over and over again until he finally finds some human bones, what turns out to be human bones and
0: But it's only a couple vertebrae, a which is really weird. Yeah. So it's like
1: a couple pieces of spine that were not touched by fire, so they were placed there at some point after the fire. Or yeah.
2: Aliens. They were fireproof.
1: Oh that would be
0: extraterrestrial awesome. engineering. Is that what you're saying? Aliens. So
2: maybe they didn't drop a kid. Maybe they dropped an alien.
1: They're <laughs> like, and ah, just, fuck. Just leave him. <laughs>
2: everything everything wasn't fireproof except for like three vertebrae.
0: <laughs> Whose design was this? Anyway, the vertebrae was found to not be the correct age for any of the children that were burned.
2: Neither was supposedly. the cow organ.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, I'm talking about the vertebrae first. Yeah. <laughs> the vertebrae was supposedly for... Um, it could have been for somebody between the ages of 19 and 24 right mm-hmm. and yeah like so, early like 20s older. late teens and it, it said it could be possible that it could be like a 16 year old if they were super mature but like the oldest kid that was missing was 14. Right. so it didn't really make any sense and like you said it wasn't touched by fire so one of the theories that I saw is um maybe the bones came from like the dirt that george used to cover it up but then like why are there human vertebrae and dirt that george just kind of dug out of the yeah <laughs> there's, it's like that's still so weird goes to the
1: quarry or wherever you buy dirt and it's like, <laughs> there's just human bones in it like, like this dirt's discount <laughs> this pile is
2: <laughs> maybe it was a poor family that couldn't afford to bury them well, in a real plot of land Jen,
0: didn't you say earlier that it was traced back to some cemetery when we were
1: talking about this yeah they were um let me see if i left that page open Tinsley later traced the bones to a cemetery in Mount Hope, West Virginia. Tinsley is the private investigator. But no explanation was available concerning their theft from an unidentified grave. So even more mystery. That's not weird. I'm going to Google map real quick. Mount Hope.
2: I have a good idea of how those bones got there.
1: What's your idea?
2: We'll talk about it later because it's a different person that comes up later.
1: Okay. Fayetteville. News, it's 13 miles from West Hope to Fayetteville. Uh so 13 miles that's like that's a long that's distance m- to 1945.
2: It's more than 10 miles.
0: I drive about 11 to work. So In
2: in 1945 that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean like most people still don't even have cars necessarily not in small towns. Yeah. So
1: you know who does have a car? The mafia.
2: also george george has two (laughs) trucks so true
1: story um so we also
0: mentioned the heart which is also a weird story um there was later a what was thought to be a heart found in a box in the rubble and with later investigation it was found that it was actually just a beef liver and it was in a dynamite box and apparently the the fire chief put it there
2: It had been rumored that the fire chief did
1: okay that guy really needs to reconsider his career (laughs) can we just go ahead
2: and talk about the fire chief real quick yeah i want to talk about the fire chief because he's important to this early on and then not so much later but we have him at the end of our outline i think
0: okay we'll talk about him
2: i think the bones were placed there by the fire chief i think the bones were placed there i think the organ was placed there i think he did it because he wanted the investigation to be over this is a similar case to everything we've seen in this country since there's been organized investigations into claims of fire and murder and all of that we see police and investigators or firefighters that want cases over and done Mm -hmm. because they say they're over and done Mm -hmm. you don't want to spend more money you don't have more taxpayer money to spend so you have to do it out of pocket if you're going to do it so they don't want to do it so they just do whatever it takes in other words, he planted something hoping nobody would figure out what it was because there wasn't really DNA testing at the time. That stuff didn't get tested until later. So, yeah. I think he placed it there hoping that people would be like, "There it is. There's part of the bones."
1: Yeah.
2: Fuck the rest of the skeletons.
1: Yeah. So, with four vertebrae and a beef leg. I mean, and honestly, if you're going to rob a grave, wouldn't you consider taking more than like five vertebrae? <laughs> No, I'm just flipping (laughs) over, pick them off.
2: How did he do this? Did he just, like, kind of, like, dig a little bit, then just went in with his hands and grabbed a couple? He's
1: like, meh.
2: These are either rocks or bone. Throw them in, hoping.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's totally, it's weird.
2: The fire chief was extremely not helpful. Yeah. But I think he was extremely not helpful because he didn't want an investigation tarnishing his name. Right. Because he wasn't able to put out a fire that lasted for 45 minutes, even though that part still wasn't his fault. That's the one thing I'll say about the firefighters. It's not their fault that the fire happened or finished. No, that's they had, true. They had no opportunity. Even if they had been alerted immediately, it's doubtful with everybody not ready for a fire that day, which is idiotic, to be fair. For not everybody to be ready, that's doubtful they would have been able to get there in 45 minutes anyway.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So... Yeah, but the the he was malicious in his intent, I feel like.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I don't know. I just like that's some weird why would you put it in a box anyway? That's another thing that I was I was weirded out about, That's true. Is why would you put
1: a beef liver in a box? Like and why would there be a heart if in a box? If your story is that the bones burned up, why would you put a heart a heart disguised as are, are, beef are liver our organs liver? not in boxes? How do the doctors put them back? They normally don't come that way, no. It's just a weird theory because in, in a fire that destroyed all human remains, you find a heart. Why would a heart remain? Yeah. Somebody really didn't know how that works. Anyway.
0: Because love
2: um, is so strong.
0: Uh, what should we talk about next?
2: Well, let's talk about the. So we only talked about one of the eyewitnesses.
0: Yeah. We talked there about were someone. Apparently many.
2: Yeah, we talked about someone who saw children exiting the village in a car during the fire. Sounds suspect to me. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, who? how did you see that many children in a car at like two a.m.? Yeah,
1: that doesn't really make.
0: So it doesn't track. Fine.
2: And did no one else notice a lone car in this small town in the middle of nowhere at night driving down? Yeah, there was like down. one
0: road to this house, so and West Virginia gets
1: snow, don't they?
0: Oh yeah, it was it was below freezing this night. So because there was also a thing where they thought, oh, like they had rain barrels outside, yeah. So they thought, oh, we can like throw the water on the fire, but it they were frozen. frozen solid. So yeah, it was cold shit.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: And so then there was another one. Where a woman who was operating a restaurant tourist stop kind of thing in a nearby city that was about 50 miles west, um, she claimed to have served the children breakfast the day after they went missing, and that she saw them in a car I think with Florida license plates. And of
1: course, it was Florida. Fucking
0: Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and and then there was another one by a woman who worked in a hotel who said she saw. Or it wasn't all of them. I think she said four of the five children. And they were with two women and two men that looked Italian. And when she tried to talk to the children, um, all of the adults started, like, talking angrily in Italian, and they wouldn't talk to her anymore.
1: That's right.
0: So that's about it, though. That's so that was I-
1: immediately. That was in within a week or two of yeah. the fire. So... So then it started
0: becoming the theory that they were kidnapped and they didn't burn down the house.
1: So that's why... That's what leads George and Jenny to start deeper investigation. Yes. Yes. So they hire somebody whose job it is to know how to cremate people. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And evidence show... What? So it's like 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. That it's what That bodies burn for cremation, but the yes. bones always remain.
2: So there's something very important here. So it's it's 1,800 to 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit to do that. But it has to be maintained. It cannot go below. And if it goes too high, it'll just burn. So it has to be like within a certain range. Mm-hmm. You have to keep that consistent. And you've got to keep it consistent for roughly two hours.
0: Yeah, and even then, usually you still get pieces like large chunks of bone, which what they usually end up doing in cremation is just pulverizing them, right? Because into smaller chunks. The only you way you can't actually burn them.
2: The only way to legitimately get rid of like a full body is like acid.
1: And sometimes even so cremation
2: doesn't do that. From
1: experience, so my dad was cremated. We got ashes. You can see bone fragments. Yeah, in cremated in ashes.
2: It's it's oftentimes the teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah
1: don't like that so the then what house fires there's a note here they typically range so
2: yeah to go along with that what i looked up is uh i wanted to see like typical house fires what firefighters say about things like that a typical house fire can get to 2,000 degrees however that tends to be modern homes and because of the way modern homes are built Fires tend to stay contained more. So if you don't have an open window or an open door, everybody knows about a backdraft. They didn't at the time, but everyone knows about that. That house would not have been built that sealed. Mm -hmm. So that wouldn't have happened.
0: It was all wood.
2: And to get to 2000, (laughs) you have to have a fully contained environment Mm -hmm. with no one opening up the door. However, the back end of that is, regardless of that, it's not going to burn for two hours. In fact, Mm -hmm. the, the fires that get up to 2000 degrees for home fires they burn out quicker than even 45 minutes sometimes sometimes they can burn up in like 30 minutes
0: mm-hmm. so because it's fucking
1: hot
2: and until that goes <laughs> usually until you open up a door or window therefore backdraft and you
1: i get remember that seeing a house fire on my street where i grew up in salt lake and it was fucking strange it was weird to see a bunch of people standing outside watching this house just burn yeah
2: Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But
1: mesmerizing at the same time. It's like, <laughs> I can't look away.
2: <laughs> Typically, though, even though a house fire is king, to 2,000 degrees. Again, mostly modern homes. Uh, the typical range is about 1,100 to 1,400. Mm-hmm. That is nowhere near high enough. Not even close.
0: So basically, you would have found body. five skeletons. Yes. At you least. should at have least. found, I mean,
2: not only five skeletons. Probably you would have found five charred, charred corpses. Yeah.
0: Yeah easily yeah that's what i was that's that's the thing a lot of information that i found kind of glossed over is that not only was this not hot enough to like burn bone it wasn't really even hot enough to like
1: actually get rid of an entire
0: body yeah like there would still be something there well because it says like the
1: kitchen appliances were still intact yeah
2: there were plenty of things that actually melt at higher temperatures that weren't destroyed Mm -hmm. which means i mean
0: the wood burned to the ground, but not much it's else
2: It's pretty mm-hmm. solid that there's no way in hell bodies would have burned up in that. And again, mm-hmm. even if they had, you'd have found teeth or something. Mm-hmm. You just would have. Mm-hmm. So there's there's no chance in hell that there were bodies in that rubble. Minus, nope. minus three parts of a spine.
1: That, that would place their post aliens fire. Okay, so... Maybe it was a bird. Just died and fell on the roof? No <laughs> No, a bird dropped vertebrae. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> God wow. damn. No, yeah. What no, the middle the of the night. What is the velocity of an <laughs> African swallow?
2: <laughs> Can it start a fire when it hits a roof hard enough? It was
1: the African swallow that brought the coconuts mm-hmm. and dropped one on the roof and it rolled down.
2: <laughs> maybe a bird picked up. It would be a specific place for a bird to drop bones, but maybe that would be why you didn't find more of a corpse either. That could be
1: an explanation for
0: yeah. sure. So another weird thing about this is that police say that the fire was caused by faulty wiring. Um however George just had the wiring expected in wait, had the wiring inspected after having an electric stove installed, which were yes. apparently already a thing by nineteen forties.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so he had gotten one and so he had all the wiring in the house inspected. And anything that was wrong probably would have been replaced, right? So it was all good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I saw another thing where Jenny had apparently saw that the Christmas tree was still on while the fire was burning, meaning that the power was not out. Like, lines hadn't been cut to cause a fire. Yeah. Because the power was still on.
1: Yeah, That w- I, I don't know how we could do an experiment without setting things on fire. So Let's um, burn the house down.
2: I don't. Trust that the Christmas tree was still on for a lot of reasons.
1: I mean, yeah, in trauma, Jenny could have seen a lot of things. I know, I
0: just, I mean, I saw actually multiple things where the power was supposedly still on. I just specifically saw one thing that said the Christmas tree was still on. If Mm -hmm. you
2: have fire, and this is a fire that burned down the entire home, so it's bright. If you have fire glinting both off of the snow around the home and from inside of the home just throwing light, it's not crazy to think that that light's being thrown at these little light bulbs on the tree and making them glow in certain colors yeah which I mean, would make it look like very easily that the tree is actually on
1: discrepancies
2: and again this all happened in 45 <laughs> yeah, minutes and she's yeah. manic so
1: it's interesting too that yeah that she would notice i don't know
0: I guess she was just standing there watching it burn and was like, oh,
1: the Christmas tree's on. Oh, God damn it. We forgot to unplug the tree. Where were the children, Jenny? <laughs> I was
2: staring at the tree.
1: We had time to make a phone call, but not unplug the Christmas tree. <laughs> I mean, I don't know.
2: Or check for the rest of the children. That part still bothers me.
1: Yeah. I guess it. it's like, where did the fire start? I where, saw I one know. thing that said that
0: when Jenny woke up to the smell of smoke, she saw that it was a fire in the corner of George's office on the first floor. I don't know how true that is. I don't know how Mm well-documented Jenny's accounts are. I didn't exactly find anything directly from any of them, so I don't know.
2: I I mean, like, even with just cats, if there was a fire in here, I would open up the door and not hope that they're going to run through it. I would get them and take them out of it. Yeah. And you would do that with children, especially a, I mean, how old was she? There was a five-year-old and an eight-year-old and a nine-year-old up there.
1: Yeah, the, the older kids, it's like, you're on your own, but like... Yeah, you, know. you
0: yell to the 19-year-old and say, get the fuck out. Because yes. She's old enough to do that, but...
2: 14-year-old. I
1: have theories.
0: Well, okay. there was also a 19-year-old.
2: Oh, well, the, the, the 19-year-old was with them, though.
0: Yeah, because when they yelled for them, they got up and they were the only ones. But like,
2: George has the wherewithal to use the phone, but he doesn't think... Where are the children? Before he
0: leaves.
1: Yeah.
2: Because the children are also higher up than the rest of them.
1: And they're all out there like looking around like, oh, wait, we're missing five. <laughs> five? That's like more than <laughs> five. That's of that's also children. a lot. That's that's <laughs> the
2: thing that bothers me about this, is it's not two children missing and it's like some of them half. got down. Mm-hmm. It is five children gone. Which mm-hmm. is really weird.
0: Yeah. So it was at this this point where Jenny learned about the, like, the temperature it takes to burn bones, where she started doing her own experiments, just to kind of solidify in her mind that maybe her children aren't dead. So she started doing experiments burning, like, pig bones and stuff just to see if they would actually disintegrate, and they never did. So this is about the time when Jenny and George started to, um, actually investigate a disappearance instead of their children's deaths. But nobody would really help them.
1: Yeah. So another... So a couple weird... There are a lot of strange coincidences. Oh, yeah. So there was the phone is dead. Trucks won't start. Ladder is missing. Uh,
0: I saw one thing that said that apparently at the same time, there was a person who took advantage of all the chaos and stole some equipment out of the barn and... Um he actually admitted to cutting wires leading to the house, but what he had cut
1: were phone lines. But he would have had to cut the phone lines before one thirty. I know, yeah, the fire. My started. question
2: is also why did he cut lines?
1: I don't
0: know. That's that's another thing. That, that's he admitted were... to cutting lines, but nobody was like, "But why?"
2: I don't think he yeah. I think he had stolen equipment. I have a feeling he probably stole it before the fire. Even though his claim says otherwise. Mm -hmm. Again, it goes back to it's one of those things where very often, in just like mysterious circumstances, you have those like one to five people who admit to doing things that they didn't do. Right. they just want to be a part of it yeah that often happens yeah. and also <laughs> I mean, that's everyone's what it sounds like staring this at this house and i don't imagine that they live very close to each other again Did 1945 a in a small in town freaking? they have cows which means they have to have space so you're not close to one another so you would have to see this dude running over there grabbing shit running back
1: and what kind of equipment was he stealing yeah i don't know a I... rake <laughs> that's, that's
2: like that's all so i can really rake. imagine
1: a saw <laughs>
2: listen i can see like some type of like country hick being like i always wanted that rake and then the like, guys the house is on fire he'll think it burned up it's fine
0: i stole this hoe yeah so that was a, <laughs> a apparently part of the story but like i didn't really dig very deep into that one because it sounded more like what you just said cam where he was just kind of like yeah just i contributed the- to that yeah So there was that, and then I saw another thing where apparently um, the ladder was found like 70 feet away near an embankment. Which means somebody took it and like chucked it out into a field. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, that didn't really lead anywhere. It's just weird. There's just a lot of weird shit that happened with no explanation. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there was the hard rubber ball object that was found in the yard. Um, about uh, three months later.
1: Which is also an interesting timeline.
0: I know. Three months? The timeline is really weird on this. I keep finding strange times like they found this at this time and then three months later they found this but then they also found this but that was only two weeks after and I'm like what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Is the
2: fire chief just leaving his home with like a box of things like (laughs) waiting to his wife?
1: (laughs) This time I'm gonna leave this there and see how long it takes those motherfuckers to figure it out. Throws some
2: burnt wood in there and he's like, damn it, they won't notice.
0: (laughs) So apparently this hard rubber ball was thought to be a pineapple bomb, which is like a napalm based thing that they used in World War II.
2: It's not napalm.
0: It's not. No, nope. I saw so many. It that is said an napalm. MK2 grenade, and I was like, "There is no way that there was napalm."
2: I looked this up on government sites. I looked this up on an FBI site. I looked this up on military sites.
0: See, this is the problem with a lot of conspiracies too. Is a lot of these sites just copy paste information, and they they'll don't find know it on one blog, about. and they literally will copy the entire blog mm-hmm. and put it on their own. Mm-hmm. It drives me insane. Mm-hmm. But I saw so many that said that this was a napalm based bomb called a pineapple bomb that they used in world war ii
2: so let's clear this up
0: and i just want to say that there's no way it was napalm
2: so there have been multiple <laughs> types of grenades over time started out as a ball that was back in world war one yeah. those were hard to handle like, they could get slippery sometimes hard to throw you don't want to throw, try and throw a bomb and have it slip like a baseball out of your hand True bad story. idea uh oh, they they then changed that to something that was easier to hold which was considered a lemon grenade because it was shaped like a lemon had a little yellow tip at the end yeah. and that was much easier to hold but still had no grip and you couldn't control the shrapnel went Therefore, they then invented the MK1 Grenade, otherwise known as the Pineapple Bomb. Now what they ended up doing is upgrading that to the MK2 about a year later, I know too much about this now, but they they upgraded this to the MK2 later, they changed the grenade color, originally the MK2, everyone has seen this, it has little, uh, it has like little squares all over it.
0: Does it look kind of just like a regular? It's grenade? It's like your
2: typical grenade. They don't use them anymore. This is an MK two grenade. Um, well, yeah. we can put one up if you guys want to see one. It's or like your typical prop
0: grenade. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's it's just your typical one. They're not actually used anymore. It was designed in 1918. It started being used and produced in 1919. Uh, it it was basically made to be able to throw shrapnel in a very specific arc. So that's why it has the squares. The squares are meant to explode in a very specific way. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were painted yellow at first. And then they changed the yellow to green with a yellow stripe at the top. But the yellow is why it was called a pineapple grenade. But they don't have rubber. So... I don't know why there are so many things that say that he thought it was a pineapple grenade because it was rubber.
0: Well, that was specifically the thing that pops up in everything is that it's a pineapple bomb. It wasn't even everything said napalm, which is even weirder. But, yeah, everything was like, it was later confirmed to be a pineapple bomb.
2: I was like, what? It was absolutely not confirmed to be a pineapple bomb. There's just no way.
1: There aren't a lot of reliable sources, as we've discovered. (laughs) on this Surprise. investigation
0: yeah so that's apparently what they said it was i don't know if if you know of anything that, that could have been please tell us
2: unless there's another type of pineapple bomb. i really
0: don't know like how rubber would be a good bomb well unless it like bounces
2: some... so like there well, were things that were made i've seen
0: like things that. too that said it was just a fireball so maybe it was like a rubber ball coated in something i don't know
2: Also, because the FBI is probably listening or the NSA, if you want to know how to make a pineapple bomb, it is one part peach schnapps, one part pineapple vodka, one part pineapple (laughs) juice. (laughs) And that is the first result you get on Google if you type in pineapple bomb. (laughs) That's good. Just so you guys know. And haha NSA, if you were listening. Cocktail hour.
0: They're like outside the door right now
1: with like a... They're the battering ram. ram it, they, they were like down ready, her, and they were like, "Oh motherfuckers!" Fuck. Or cocktails.
2: They were thirsty, and now they're going to the store. That's
1: like, oh, fuck, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, See you guys but, later.
2: But that—that that is legitimately what comes up if you research pineapple bomb. Yeah, there is a picture of another type of bomb, but it doesn't say what it is, and the grenade is known as the pineapple bomb.
1: Okay, moving so, on from grenades. Weird people. They're yes. Well, weird people and George. I feel like the podcasts I listen to about this story they don't focus enough on George. Yeah, George He's didn't like want people to focus. The on him. grieving father, but it's like ah, uh, he was kind of a dick. Yeah, he he kind of flies under the radar in this case somehow, which is weird.
2: He comes off as very aggressive Mm -hmm. to everybody. No matter if you're trying to help him or if you're just someone who's just met him. He's a very aggressive kind of seemingly mean-spirited human being. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So he has a mysterious childhood that he won't talk about. Yep. He is an anti-fascist which is not a bad thing. No. Except when people don't understand why they're, oh. <laughs> and what, I lost my train of. Thought. When people don't understand people it. don't understand fascism and they like fascist dictators, so yeah. George was from Italy. Oh, this is where my Italian facts come up from the West Virginia Tourism <laughs> dot com. <laughs> yeah. So, George, when did I put him? I think I can remember it. West Virginia was made up of about 30% Italian population. And so, quite a few Italians in the hood. George is very outspoken against Mussolini. Who well, at the time, I think before Hitler committed suicide, there were a lot of people who were like, Mussolini is not such a bad guy.
0: Yeah, but he was also a dictator.
1: Fascism works if on paper, but in practice... Can't help clip it <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: out. So I how people say, well,
1: communism works on paper. It's like, okay. All um, politics work on paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, a lot of Italians in, in the surrounding areas did not appreciate the trash talk. And he
0: obviously, or not obviously, he apparently did it a lot. Mm -hmm. He was totally willing to tell anybody who would listen or not listen that he hated Mussolini.
1: George would be one of the guys in 2020 who won't put on a goddamn mask to go in the grocery store. And
0: will tell everybody why. Yeah. Yes. Um... And so he apparently pissed off a lot of people doing that. Do we have anything else about George? Well, yes.
1: So there was one claim that an insurance salesman came to the house and George and the guy ended up talking about Mussolini. And I don't know. Argument ensued. The guy is quoted as saying, your house is going to go up in smoke and your children will be destroyed. He was
2: supposedly trying to sell George insurance. That's what George says. That comes from George. We actually don't know if this man was actually an insurance salesman or not. Mm
1: -hmm. That's
2: only George's account that says insurance salesman.
1: And that quote is from, there's two articles that I saw that quote in. Register Herald and the Smithsonian yeah. Magazine did a, uh, an expose on this. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, what?
2: The so the traveling salesman. I want to talk about real quick because one thing that people, I saw a few sources that brought it up, didn't say a lot about it because there's not a lot of information about it. There's a lot of things that are secretive in this, which is yeah. It's odd that there weren't more records taken since this was kind of a consistent cold case that was constantly being kept up on. Mm-hmm. Uh the the insurance salesman George ends up suing the city and he sues the city for a faulty investigation Uh, now the trial I don't think ever actually I don't think anything ever actually happened with it but the trial did happen itself I think it ended up just kind of being a wash Mm -hmm. but one of the members of the jury on this trial was supposedly the traveling salesman that came to George's house because he mentions the fact that it was the same guy And this guy somehow wound up on the jury it is weird that this one specific dude out of all the people that could have been on a jury it's not like only five people live here and this is a traveling (laughs) salesman yeah why is he still in town
0: right more months later coincidences
2: yeah it's a really weird thing i saw it on enough sites in enough sources for like that all mentioned it differently for me to believe that it did happen in some way, shape, or form. Either that or George was paranoid, which is also possible.
1: You guys should change the name of this podcast to Coincidence Say What.
2: That's fair. Coincidence actually. Actually, Say that's, What? It's like the majority of our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't doubt this case because
0: Hello, of welcome this to the podcast out of a series of weird coincidences. And aliens.
1: War murder. Yeah. Or kidnapping
2: yeah and speaking of like so the life insurance salesman shows up but then there's also some weird stranger that shows up who wants work
0: yeah Uh, and this is
2: shortly before the fire both of these events are shortly Mm -hmm. before the fire
0: like matter of weeks
2: and he shows up and he comments specifically those are going to cause a fire someday talking about the fuse boxes outside Mm -hmm. however we just we said earlier george had the fuses he had the fuses and the wiring all replaced in the house just weeks before this yeah
0: because he got new shit
2: because they needed it to be replaced because of the electrical stove Mm -hmm. so it's really weird that this guy's like that's some faulty wiring that's gonna kill you (laughs) one day and then an insurance salesman shows up and he's like i'm gonna kill your children and then a lady calls on the phone that night and laughs
1: which pick any of our laughs. From I don't earlier? like any
2: of that. <laughs> yeah, any four of our laughs.
1: Okay, so strangers in a strange land. In a strange car. And now we have another strange coincidence. No, this isn't a coincidence. It's just a strange sighting, yeah. should we say? Uh, an unfamiliar car reported on the road near their house with someone sitting in it watching the children come home from school.
2: And see, that's why I call bullshit on seeing the kids being driven away after the house was on fire that same night or right around the time of yeah. the fire that same night. Because this is, again, that type of town where like, you drive through in a car that and nobody knows you. Yeah. They're going to be suspicious of you. Everyone's mm. going to remember. Yeah. Everyone knows everyone's car. Everyone knows everyone's business. That's It's just a small town. And again, it's a small town in 1945, which is a small town.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, you probably don't, I don't even know. How many did, it was though right? Yep. In
0: 1945.
1: I want to say they, the website I found said like 17,000 Italians immigrated to West Virginia between like early 1900s and so like, yeah, when the coal mining industry really um, yeah. exploded if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, they think, okay, so, George's theory is, my children are not dead. They must have been kidnapped. hmm So, he he tries to get the FBI involved and goes so far as to send a letter to J. Edgar Hoover.
0: And he gets a response from Hoover. Yeah. Which is kind of cool, I guess. But so, like, he nah.
1: wasn't ignored, but he was definitely denied. Yeah. They were like,
0: no, that's not really our thing. Basically, the local authorities have already ruled on this case and then um actually a couple of hoover's agents said that they would work on it if they were asked to but the local people were like no yeah
2: just so we know 1940 to 1950 in 1940 the population of Fayetteville was roughly 1300 people in 1950 it was roughly 1900 people not a lot of growth there no so it's like no one yeah so that's how Ten many people. of them
0: were the solders. That's how yeah. many people they had.
2: <laughs> Compar- comparatively to like other counties and towns which had like eighty four thousand people. Yeah. So they were like one of the smallest towns. Mm-hmm. So again, you know everybody's business mm-hmm.
1: in that town. So after being denied by the FBI, the authorities The family decides to hire a private investigator named C.C. Tinsley. Now, Tinsley's the one we mentioned earlier who found or who investigated the vertebrae. He sent it to the Smithsonian, which like, what the fuck did the Smithsonian? Like, they're like, yeah, we're not busy. Yeah, that's
0: fine. But he's the one who traced it back to the cemetery. So he actually found quite a lot of weird things because Cam actually mentioned him earlier, too with um, connecting some of these weird people that showed up to the house to actual people in the Mm -hmm, town. mm -hmm. Um, So that's like mostly his fault. He's the one that found out that the insurance guy was actually a member of the coroner's jury who ruled the house fire was accidental.
1: I'm trying to remember what happened to... So the bones, the vertebrae, weren't they destroyed or something? I don't know. There was something I heard where they're like, why didn't they save them? They could have run DNA on them. They
2: did supposedly save them. So I heard about that in. Uh, one of the last facts I saw before starting this, uh, they they had them. The family had possession. Then Smithsonian had possession. Then one of the daughters had possession. And as far as I know, that's they're right. no longer here. That's right. Nobody oh. knows where they went after that.
1: I'm gonna keep these strange bones that didn't belong to any of my family members. <laughs> that's, that's
2: the weird thing is like we've tested these. We know where these are from. It's not going to magically change I'll keep DNA. This. I, I imagine that it's not that they don't know where it is. I would hope that maybe they just brought it back to the gravesite mm-hmm. and put them back. Like, yeah. here, sir. Sorry, <laughs> here is your sorry spine. Sorry,
1: I your vertebrae. God. You're going to need that.
2: Can you imagine how like, mad you'd be if you came back as, like, a zombie, but, like, you have your spine? Like,
1: God damn it. My back hurts all the fucking time.
2: <laughs> You're just, like, looking at the sky the whole time. That'd be awful.
0: So what what I find weird about this private investigator is that he found all these things, like made all these connections, but then like nothing ever came out of it. Right.
1: Which I feel like is on George's end of things. I feel like so Tinsley's the guy who's being paid, right? He delivers mm-hmm. the information, and George is like,
0: oh, huh, cool, yeah, cool, great, right? cool. and yeah. There's also times where he um, he thinks he finds his daughter. Like he sees a picture and it looks just like one of his daughters in new york at like some school Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so he and this private investigator drive out there like they're they're supposedly looking Mm -hmm. but not
1: really like i don't know that hard Mm -hmm. so as far as timeline here so fire is in 1945 they basically close the case investigation ends in 1952. um did you have something to say i was going
2: to say about him going to look for the person in new york He was turned away by the family who wouldn't speak to him and a lot of people took that as like that's weird maybe that's the daughter maybe that this was like a black market adoption thing where like these children were taken they're all taken young enough for that Mm -hmm. kind of thing uh except for maybe the 14 and 12 year old but either way he george was apparently sure that this was his daughter but he was never allowed to see her in person nor was he allowed to talk to her and a lot of people were like well maybe the family was hiding something however if an angry ranting man comes at you demanding to speak to your young daughter probably gonna say no
1: especially an italian in new york yeah, who's right? just like screaming at your front door that's yeah. my child i personally as a mother would be like yeah best fuck off i mean <laughs> yeah,
0: right? I,
2: I wouldn't let a man into my home that was like i drove up here from west virginia to new york to get your daughter
1: however if the man calmly said i received a let oh no because that was the one where he saw the picture in the paper yep. so yeah. yeah no no i would have been no. like and you can go fuck
2: that's all george's account on that one too mm-hmm. where he's like they wouldn't mm-hmm. let me talk to her and all these different things so we don't know what the other side of that mm-hmm. was yeah,
0: like, mm-hmm. and i, I see that.
2: angry man not man who's like this could be my daughter and yeah, he gets denied I think
0: that's, he gets played off like that all the time like he's just the sad father who's trying to find his children But, like, I think there's more behind
2: that. I think sometimes the man on a mission thing gets, like, planted as heroic. However, in this case, it is a little bit suspect.
0: Yeah.
2: It's kind of weird. Like I said, it just
0: doesn't go anywhere.
2: And I don't want to, like, bash him because I don't know enough because he was so secretive. Mm -hmm. So if the Sauter family ever listens to this, this is not what's happening. But there is enough of an absence of evidence here to think that his reactions in some cases are strange Mm -hmm. so because sometimes he's very level-headed too Mm -hmm. and other times he's very angry
0: yeah but like what happened with the with the pi it kind of just ends
1: oh so yeah that's a good one so we jump forward like 10 plus years in 1968 george and jenny receive a letter from a man in kentucky claiming to be lewis how old was Lewis at the time of the fire? Oh, he nine was nine, years nine. Old. Okay. So yeah. it was not addressed to them, but it's specifically addressed to the youngest daughter, Sylvia. So they sent Tinsley to Kentucky to investigate, and that Mount mofo up and vanished.
2: Yeah.
1: Wait, Tinsley vanished?
2: No, it wasn't Tinsley. It was a different PI. Are That's you what sure? I read. That's what I read is that oh, Tinsley was- wasn't being used anymore because so of. what happened to Tinsley. After the jury incident where that didn't go the way George wanted, Tinsley was gone. So Tinsley might have bowed out. It's hard to mm. say. But it, it, I didn't see anything that was clear. So well, I won't say that it wasn't like... Tinsley. But what I heard is that he had hired a new PI. This dude was supposed to go off to Kentucky and investigate. Mm. And they just, they never saw him again. And we'll have to put up the photo. You guys saw the photo, I assume, of, of, the
1: kid in the of
2: possibly uh, mm-hmm. Louie. Or Lewis, that's supposedly him. Yeah.
1: So maybe that guy just took the money and was like, "Bye."
2: See, that's what some people said. But then there, I was listening to this one thing, and I actually agree with their point. <laughs> At first, the guy was like, "Maybe he just took the money and ran." And then the other one was like, "Well, why is a PI though? When you want to like, you'd make more money by staying on the case longer. As a PI, you're going to get paid like daily. Yeah. So to take a down payment and just leave that wouldn't make any sense." And this guy was already a known PI supposedly. But so I don't I don't think he ran with the money. However, I do wonder if I mean this is 1968. I wonder if just communication got scrambled and he just didn't come back.
1: And another thing about this whole with Lewis, so on they it's there's a picture in the envelope.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it says it's so it's handwritten on the back of the photograph. Says Lewis Sodder. I love brother Frankie. L L I L boys. A nine zero one three two or 35.
2: Yeah, that's right. It had that number. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah, so the family hired a different private detective to go to Central City and was never seen again by the Sodders. Right. Which is messed up.
2: I mean, it's weird that he just disappeared.
1: Yes, yeah,
0: so what does the letter mean? Is that coordinates to the alien spaceship? Probably. The
2: the numbers have to mean something. They're not gonna be just random. That's yeah, the thing. Obviously. But they could also be completely innocuous. They could be like an extension to someone's like business line or something like that. Yeah. I mean it could be something there's a,
0: there's a letter at the beginning. It's A and then a number, right?
2: But there's so there's that set of numbers and then there's one set of numbers that it says or and then there's a set of three numbers. Mm-hmm. So it's either that or that. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think maybe like address or extension to call or vice versa, something like that. That's what I'm wondering. Or maybe just, I mean, again, like this could be one of those things where it was sent to the wrong person and this family's like, that's our kid. And we then they take,
0: dark haired white boy.
2: And then they take everything as like this deep mystery, or it could legitimately just be this deep mystery. I mean it could also be like i mean i was trying to wonder like if it could be like a file number for like an adoption agency or anything like that, oh, that like
0: an illegal adoption
2: something that is like actually on record that they were trying to get across but they weren't able to in any other way but then why send it to your parents why not just go to your parents yourself which is also I mean, yeah as an adult it
0: doesn't really matter how you were adopted right
2: unless it wasn't sent by their kid and it was sent by someone who knew him. That's also the a The mystery gets
0: deeper. And that's it the is. thing. It's one
2: of those things where like the more you find out, just the more confused you get.
0: Cameron is enlarging
1: shit to very large text size. All right. So that's kind of where all the information ends.
0: Which is weird because like there is no real end to the story other than the fact that they were never found.
1: Well, so George dies in 1969. Yeah. Right. And Jenny lives for another 20 years, but there's like zero information about what she does with those 20 years, except for she and Sylvia, the youngest child, just continue.
2: How did George die?
1: Mere <laughs> The it, mob.
2: I will say it's odd. George dies slightly after his p i disappears.
1: That's true. Yes. No There's one, like no one made there.
2: that connection. But now that I'm thinking about it, that's kind of another coincidence. That's very strange.
0: Lots of weird coincidences. God, it's like Enfield
2: all over again. Coincidence, 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 coincidence.
0: With no end. <laughs> With Yeah, no, I just, yeah. Opportunity the PI things are weird to me because, like, it seems like at least the first one made a lot of connections, but then he just never like came up with a suspect or like any idea of where they went.
2: I mean, it's also possible that the PI literally just like died in a car crash and he just yeah. didn't hear about it. Again, it's the '60s, <laughs> so it could be something that's just simple. It, it really yeah, could be. I Remember the first one? Oh.
0: Tinsley. He seemed to make all these these leaps and bounds, but then didn't. Tie them together. Unless
2: Tinsley figured out that it was something to do with George and his secret past, and then Tinsley was fired.
0: True. Yeah, maybe he found out too much. Anyway, I think we've been hinting this whole time that the mob is involved, and I don't think we've actually said that.
2: No. I wanted to say that with the PI thing, that is another consistent thing that I hear in stories all the time, where someone hires a PI, and the PI finds out too much information on them, and then the PI gets fired, and subsequently a new PI gets hired. Yeah. That happens. You're like, okay, PI,
1: don't look into me. Just look for my missing kids. My,
2: f- my favorite was one story that I read about. I don't remember who it was, but some rich guy who hired a PI to prove so that he could get a divorce that his wife was cheating on him. And it turned out he was cheating on his wife, and that's what the PI found out. <laughs> so he turned the information over to the guy's wife, who wasn't actually cheating on the guy. Therefore,
0: mm-hmm, he
2: mm-hmm. got his divorce, but he lost everything. <laughs> it was a great story it was fun
1: all right so the mafia the mafia um it's it's been
0: speculated that maybe george pissed off the wrong people with his brashness and subsequently got robbed by the mob he got his house burned down and his children stolen
2: why, would, why wouldn't they kill george though
0: to get back at him he didn't do anything all that bad he just why not kill all of shit. his
2: children his children actually you know what not even Not even that well why not
0: he didn't they didn't kill the children they took some
2: right but they why took not the
1: five that were still away the mom
2: the mom don't they just give me the information I'm curious
1: so we know we want we believe the children were not in the house at the time of the fire so between the time jenny went to bed on christmas eve and 12:30 a.m. when she answered the phone, those five children probably were taken out of the house, yes. or they went to put the goddamn cows away. Got jacked, and that's when they were yoinked right out of there. Oh
2: shit! By the aliens trying to do a cow mutilation.
1: Oh fuck! <sighs> it's all coming together.
2: <laughs> so they went out there. They're like, "What's this weird light?" They walk into it. They get zip, zap, souped up, and <laughs> zap, zap, zap. Then the cows are like just mooing confused and the children are gone.
1: Yep. I personally believe the five children were taken out of the house before 1230 a.m. I believe the mafia was involved for some reason. They didn't like George. George was a nuisance. He was a problem. There's also another theory that George sold the five children to the mafia oh, God. because he couldn't afford them. And mm-hmm. younger children are easier to get to sell to weird they people. They did only have like Men. a three-bedroom house. So they had, five they had children
2: a three-bedroom house in 1945, and it had two stories on a farm. They had money. There's no way they didn't. Also, they had just gotten an electric stove, and the entire house rewired. Also, they owned cattle. Any okay, so of that they
1: had some money.
2: But... <laughs> Listen, any of that goes against them not having money. To me, you don't have an electric stove in 1945 if you don't have money. They That's only started being produced to the public in 1920. They're only 20 years old at that point.
1: I'm trying to remember because I know the coal industry was huge in West Virginia, but it eventually crapped out. And I'm wondering if we'd have to do more research but so two theories the mafia took them kidnapping or george sold them or just gave them away because
2: i would be less inclined to believe i'd be more inclined to believe that george sold them however i don't see any evidence of them having money problems also their house burns down and i don't see any mention of them struggling afterwards
1: that's true which that's is true. weird he did buy insurance from that guy on the house. He just didn't tell anybody <laughs> about it.
2: <laughs> Maybe the insurance guy was like, I'll burn down your house. And he's like, really? <laughs> Let me buy that plan. You're telling me
1: more. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But I
0: think the, the mob is an interesting theory. I mean, it kind of goes along with the eyewitness sightings that like a group of Italians had these children, I guess. But... You really think the
2: mob's going to waste their time with a bunch of screaming children in the back of a car, though? The mob are... They were hitmen. They had hitmen. They they hit people. That's what they did. They'd kill your kids in front of you and leave you alive, sure. But they'd probably kill his wife, too.
1: Yeah.
2: I, I mean, wasn't
1: there... I mean, there's money in it, though, right? Like, they could have sold those children into... Or placed them in... I
2: don't know. The, so there were black market adoption agencies that were actually rampant at the mm-hmm. time because it was really easy to black market adopt a child because back then, I mean, you get a fake ID like nothing. I mean,
1: mm-hmm. You could get five fake children.
2: A, I mean, a great example is even just how like the Church of Scientology started because you can walk in and claim you're anyone mm-hmm. in a room of people who don't know who you are. They can't go look that up. It would take, it would I mean, sometimes months to years to figure yeah. out who you are. Yeah. So... And no one's gonna do that i don't i don't know i the only reason i could see the mob being involved is maybe that's why george had money is maybe he was indebted to the mob and that's why they owned so much and that's why they were so well off because i also didn't really see what george did
0: he worked in the coal factories yeah
2: but doing what his
0: trucks were for
2: but how did he own so much he owned two trucks in 1945.
0: He had two trucks, an electric stove, a two-story house with three bedrooms, and cows, and cows, and yeah, he had and cattle. chickens.
2: He had enough room for the cattle, and, and ten house. children, and ten children,
1: and a phone.
2: And they didn't have any problems with money. That's never mentioned. Which, if they would have had issues, it would have been mentioned.
1: Are there any theories in which the children were in the house during the fire? Not really. It seems to be pretty. Yeah, solid that they're not there because I heard one theory that the children suffocated from smoke inhalation and there was because of the um, mishandling of the rubble and everything and how so when George bulldozed the site, like maybe he pulverized all the bones
0: but they would have found them initially. Right. It was searched at 10 a.m. the next morning right. before he bolted. And
1: the, in. the like we said, you know, there would have been charred bodies. Yeah. Okay. So we're all in agreement. There are probably some
2: The only other yes. thing, the <laughs> only way I see the children being in there, and I guess a lot of what we're doing is just pointing fingers at George. This might be unfair, but whatever. Again, there's an absence of ev- evidence with him. If he wasn't so secretive, it'd be mm-hmm. easier to believe his story. Mm-hmm. But... He was kind of on more of a rampage than anything to find his children, like almost chaotically. So like the only thing the only thing I can think of is that he knew they were dead. He found their bodies in the rubble before that anyone ever got mm. there. He pulled the bodies out, buried them and made a story to make it seem like they were alive, going Why? on this rampage because people do crazy things in times of grieving.
1: I don't like that excuse.
2: It wouldn't be the first time I've heard of something like that.
1: Yeah, that's
2: That's the thing. He
1: could have been manic.
2: I mean, he could have been manic. He could have not known what to do. And then at that point, you've told your wife that you can't find them. She's frantically looking for them. And again, it's weird to me that he had a private eye that, again, we've mentioned, seemed to be doing so well. Mm -hmm. And then there's a point where he's just suddenly not doing anything anymore. And then the next PI comes in, but then basically quits or something very early
0: disappears yeah
2: which makes me wonder if he found something right and the
0: fbi is like nah
2: but that also makes me think mob ties so i don't think that's what happened i'm saying that's the only situation i could ever see the children being in the house
0: Mm -hmm.
2: yeah agreed so
0: weird
1: god damn
2: it yeah but i don't the only thing with the mob for me still that bothers me is they would have killed the children all of them and they would have killed the wife and they would have left George alive and let his house burn in front of him. That's what they would have done.
1: I mean, yeah, that's that's definitely plausible. What if... <laughs> okay. Welcome Let's to Conspiracy, say what if... George kidnapped <laughs> those five children. Okay. And the, from Italian people who were associated with the mob and then the mob was like we're getting our kids back. So you're saying George stole them first and they weren't
0: his? Yeah. Oh.
2: I don't think so the was wife the was in on it, it though. But that's exactly <laughs>
0: right.
2: I don't think Jenny was in on it. Yeah. She comes off as very believable because of how honest she is mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing and she's legitimately looking for actual help where again George is on a rampage. Mm-hmm. He is out to scream and yell at people and yet justice. But I don't know exactly like I know what justice in theory obviously he wants Mm -hmm. his kids back, but I don't know exactly what kind of justice He's after at that point Mm -hmm. That's the weird thing is he doesn't seem to be on a rampage to actually like hunt for missing clues to find his children Like he hears about his children possibly being in a like in a restaurant Right after and he doesn't really hunt that down. He searches through the rubble
0: Mm-hmm. And they which, they did give a specific hotel too mm-hmm. that somebody saw them in.
2: But he didn't really do research or investigation into that, which is odd because that's your that's your lead. The Rebel's not your lead. In theory, you know there's no one in the rubble, so you don't, don't. So that to me is
1: weird. And he's so focused on the rubble. Yeah, everyone is. It seems. And it's Everybody's like we'll really find something.
0: And George is like, look over here. Woo-hoo. <laughs> So I don't think we'll ever come to a a real conclusion. No, we're not.
1: uh We'll never know.
2: Well. So,
0: Cam. I know. What do you think happened?
2: So, like I said early on, probably been on the edge of your seat, hopefully. Uh, I know what happened. You do. It's at the bottom of our outline. Hope you guys saw it. Krampus. Okay? Listen, guys. This is a Christmas conspiracy. Christmas-spiracy. Krampus is the only thing that makes sense.
0: Ah. Because. What did the children ever do to him?
2: Well, the children wished for him. Now think about it. The children that disappeared are the ones who stayed up past everybody else. Those are the only ones who disappeared. They had a bad life. Maybe George was mean to them. Maybe he was just too angry all the time. They, instead of writing a letter to Santa, they ripped up their letters and sent them off to Krampus, which is how you call Krampus. Everyone knows that. And Krampus comes down. The sound you hear on the roof is obviously one of his stupid little... Monster elves that falls like an idiot that he is. And then Krampus takes the children from the attic and the house is set on fire. End of story. Krampus okay. burns down the home and takes the children from their hell.
0: So what do you really think happened? Okay, Jen, what do you think happened?
1: I I don't know. I think... I personally believe the children were not in the house at the time of the fire. So I I feel like either they for some stupid reason conspired to run away from home and conveniently there was a fire or maybe the children orchestrated the fire.
0: Yeah. They were like, "We don't want to put the cows away. Burn the devils.
2: shit down." That's what I said when Ali first told me about this. <laughs> I was like, "Maybe the children burned down the home." Uh,
1: I, I believe, I personally believe the the mob is involved. Was involved. I believe that the children, yeah, they weren't in the house when it when it burned.
0: So you don't think they're dead? You think they were out there somewhere?
1: <sighs> yeah. Okay. I don't. I mean, I think that's fair. Yeah. Some of them would be dead by now. Because Sylvia was a baby and she's 75.
0: Yeah. So, Cam, do you have any other conclusions or are you sticking with Griffiths? I've got an alarm. You go ahead. Okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I also think that they probably weren't in the house because there's literally, like, no evidence for them to be in the house. Um, It doesn't really make any sense. I, I... like, one of the things that I think was really weird about this case when um, Jen, you first sent me this is the fact that the five of them, like, were allowed to stay up late, and they were the only ones awake, and they were told to go out and put the cows away, so, like, I don't know, I mean, it's possible somebody has been watching them and waiting for these children to come out. Or if the mob was involved, somebody was waiting for an opportunity, and when all these children just exit the house at, like, 10 p.m., they're like, cool, here's our opportunity. (laughs) Yoink. Um, The only thing that I don't get with that is, like, how if it's really the mob or whatever, I don't feel like they would want to deal with five screaming children. I mean, these kids are old enough to know where they live. (laughs) They're not going to be like yeah, I want to go with you at 10 p.m. in the stranger's car. I don't know. I mean, I don't, like you said, I, I don't what? think there's... I almost there was... wonder
1: the, the, if the children just, like, later days out of there.
0: Yeah, and I think it's weird that they never contacted the parents again or, like, tried to hunt down their history. Like, the oldest one was 14. Like, I still remember days that I spent being 14 you're old enough to be cognizant of your surroundings and mm-hmm. they, back
2: then as an as a 14 year old male you're going to be expected to be even more aware
0: yeah of surroundings. He, it was it said in one thing where like the oldest boys starting with the the 12 year old the 14 year old um worked with the father mm-hmm so they're already out working and shit. So what I'm like what I'm getting at here is that they would remember that they had another life if they were mm-hmm. given to other families or if they were just taken somewhere and never taken back, they would know.
2: The five year old wouldn't.
0: Yeah, it's possible with the littler one, but like I don't know. I think the rest of them are old enough to remember that mm-hmm. these aren't my parents <laughs> or these aren't the people that I initially lived with or this is not my past.
2: What's also interesting is I don't see any mentions ever of any other family members.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They don't. They don't talk about extended family that like helped in the investigations or anything like that, which I think is super weird.
1: Yeah. Um, well, George had no family, right? He
2: George did. Well, I mean, he might have had a brother.
1: Yeah, possibly.
2: Did he want to check with his family in Italy? I, I guess not, because knew. nobody knew. Well, yeah,
1: nobody knew. nobody knew. He wouldn't tell anyone.
0: So the only thing they could have had is. Um, I heard something where like a theory was that maybe Jenny's brother took them. So I guess we knew that Jenny had family, Mm -hmm. but I guess that was debunked really quickly. But I don't know.
2: More often than not, the people who take children are family members or close friends. Is it
1: possible, sorry, trigger warning, that George was abusing his children?
2: That's what I was going to ask. And not to, like, again, not to slander this man, but as a lack of detail.
1: Lack of detail, lack of evidence, lack of... And
2: I thought... See, at first I was like, maybe who's abusing him. I was like, no, that was ridiculous because there's other children. Though, I mean, I know there's cases where like some children are abused, others mm-hmm. aren't. However, this case has the opportunity for all five of these children to be abused because they're all upstairs. They're right. all separated from everyone else. Yeah. Which does make me question whether or not maybe those five were abused and maybe the 14-year-old. Since, again, you're expected to be a man at that point in mm-hmm. society at that time uh a lot different than now
0: yeah
2: and i mean he that kid would have had the wherewithal to if he needed to in theory to take his siblings and run mm-hmm. and the siblings he would have been able to take are the ones that stayed up with him that night and they all chose to stay up that night yeah all of them which it's weird that the specific ones that stayed up are the ones who disappeared and we don't know if they took any of their stuff because the house was ashed
0: mm-hmm. yeah there's lots of missing details.
2: We don't, And we don't know if any of their items specifically were missing. I mean, for all we know, they could have been missing their clothing. They could have been missing everything. I mean, it's possible that maybe they chose to run because There's of so
0: abuse. There's so many possibilities! God <laughs> yeah, damn stress. it! Just, <laughs> this case is literally just five missing children in a BART house. I mean, like, then you just can make any kind of wild speculations with some of the vague details and coincidences.
1: conspiracy.
2: It just, it makes me wonder if, like, if you were to tie all of it together with them running away from abuse, they leave in a strange car at night Mm -hmm. maybe someone really did see that and all of their you can't tell what's missing from their stuff because the house is rubble Mm -hmm. so there's no evidence of them actually leaving with like any bags or anything like that they all choose to stay up so obviously they were all very close and they all were choosing to be together that night specifically Mm -hmm. the lights are left on because they are leaving just as fast as Mm -hmm. they can the cows aren't put away because they don't care they're running away yeah and is this your theory yeah and then (laughs) uh you you see them at a restaurant the next day so they stop to eat and then keep running maybe someone thought they were with adults because it's weird seeing children by themselves Mm -hmm. so maybe that's what they thought and maybe the kid that george did find in new york was one of his children but the reason why he was not allowed to see her was because of the abuse Mm -hmm. issue and they already knew that
1: i think it's a valid theory
2: I think yeah. it's one of the few that makes sense and actually ties things together. And even if Jenny didn't know, it wouldn't be surprising mm-hmm. if she didn't know.
0: Mm-hmm. Fuck this case. Well, <clears throat> is that it?
2: That's it. I mean, Are we gonna call that unless it? <laughs> someone else out there knows more. Or again, if the Sauter family did listen to this and they know more, I would love to know more.
0: Yeah, if you have more information, please email us at conspiracy1 at gmail.com.
2: This is one of those where if you have more information and you have something like on George that we don't that's big enough to talk more about, I would love to talk more about it. I'd be willing to sit down and talk more about what's going on because it's weird. But there are things that make sense in some ways Mm -hmm. as well.
1: All right, well, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. (laughs) (laughs) No.
2: The thing rolling down the roof at night, (laughs) the ladder in the embankment 70 feet away, if they took the ladder to leave the room secretly to go up there, grab their stuff, come back down without making too much noise in the house, and one of them dropped something on the way down. Because again, we don't know what items would have been missing. That would also make sense to to me. Everything makes sense with they
0: maybe ran away. But
2: yeah, anyway, if you know more, I want to know more. (laughs)
0: This has been a Jen episode. Thank you, Jen. You're welcome. This has been a
2: conspiracy <laughs> what if. That's
0: what this has been. <laughs> yeah.
2: There's a million what ifs with this. Seriously. And we even mentioned Mothman. So yeah, I did. We did, but we didn't go into
1: it. Mothman stole
2: them. Mothman doesn't steal children. Um,
1: I just read The child. Outsider by Stephen King, and I'm got, I am gotta I got say, that shit was creepy as fuck, and that outsider liked to rub the...
0: Fat of little children all over his body. Oh, that's nice. All right. Well, you can find so us maybe. on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> and Facebook at Conspiracy What.
2: Um. Yeah. Let it just let us know if you have more. Let us more. know. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you like the show. Let us know if you have any weird conspiracies that you think are interesting enough to do an episode on, or that you don't think enough people have talked about. Yeah, all kinds of good stuff. That's it. Stay stitches. Oh. Last final thought oh for all of you out there. This is it, this is it, and then I'm done, all right? There was a lot of evidence in this, but no pictures of it. That's it.
0: True. That's all I wanna say. Again. Yep. yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right, peace, bye.
1: Take pictures.